I get questions about book recommendations quite often because I'm an avid reader. So I figured today's episode, since we are starting a brand new year, I will give you a review of my top 10 favorite books for 2023. I hope you find something that piques your interest. Let's get to it. Hey there. Are you wanting to grow in your spiritual life, your role as a woman, mother, wife? Maybe things are good, but they could be better. Or maybe you're lonely, hurt, and at the end of your rope. Either way, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Sacred Calling. I'm your host, Andrea Nett, and this is a podcast for Christian women. Walking out this journey can at times be challenging, and it may seem impossible to get unstuck, but I'm here to tell you that it's not. My goal is to offer a relatable space filled with hope and practical ways to build better, more God-centered lives. Your family is worth fighting for. Since this podcast is about spiritual growth and development and equipping us women to contend for our families, I'm only going to include books in my top 10 review that are relevant to the podcast audience. They aren't ranked in any particular order, and since they all fall in different categories, it wouldn't be fair, so feel free to read whatever speaks to you at your season of life. I will say, as I wrote out titles, I'm like, man, this is the era of long titles. I'm not really sure why authors and publishing companies are doing that, but maybe my author friends can fill me in. I will, however, link them all in the show notes below, so don't worry about trying to write them down. All right, number one, Mama Bear Apologetics, Guide to Sexuality, Empowering Your Kids to Understand and Live Out God's Design. That was a mouthful. I told you, long titles. All right, this book is extremely helpful. It is relevant for today's culture. If you're raising kids, you know what a big job this is. We have a huge responsibility. And so this book provides tangible ways to have meaningful conversations with our kiddos. Um, it covers a wide vera- uh, array of topics like gender identity, the curriculum that's being taught in school, porn, how to love those um, that aren't living within God's design without f- affirming their beliefs, and much, much more. Hillary and Amy's method, ROAR, like a mother, R-O-A-R, is an acronym for recognize the message, offer discernment, argue for a healthier healthier approach, and reinforce through discussion, discipleship, and prayer. That right there, that just gives us such a, just a great foundational like start with where do we go? Like, how do we do this with our kids? You know, we need to teach them to recognize that message. We need to offer discernment, argue for a healthier approach and reinforce through discussion, discipleship and prayer. Bottom line. So awesome. Such a great um, acronym and easy to remember. So, but there is just too much good stuff in this book. I cannot recommend this. (laughs) Like I cannot like, yeah, go get it. Number two, The Toxic War on Masculinity, How Christianity Reconciles the Sexes. Now, this book, if you like history, this has a ton of historical context uh, about really walking us through the changes that have taken place from when we were, you know, 
during colonial America and through the Industrial Revolution. It is so informative. It touches on feminism and really essentially what were those things that were going on that fueled it, right? Why this drive for um, you know, this feminist movement. And then it also talks a lot about what's taken place over the course of all of these years that really has made masculinity be seen as a toxic and downright oppressive sort of trait and how even us as Christians, we've gotten it wrong. But Nancy Piercy offers a bird's eye view of how we got here and how Christianity actually offers the better solution and the necessary steps that we can take to change the narrative and live it out. This is a very long but extremely interesting read. Number three, When You Pray, A Bible Study of Six Prayers in the Bible. This was a Bible study um, that I did with um, my women's group, and it was one of my favorite studies this year. It's the type of study, if you like this format where it's, you know, you've got a week Um, and you've got, um, discussion questions and you have, you know, like some, I guess some homework and you have a video, uh, to watch. And so as a group of women, we came together for the week and we watched the video and we had a group discussion and we went home and we we did the next week. It was really, really, um, awesome because as you, you know, we, it was written by, you know, various authors and speakers. So each week, each prayer is a different author. So you get, you get different types of you know, people from different perspectives and different, you know, writing styles and speaking styles. So that was fun. But it takes you on a journey through not only the biblical framework for prayer, but the different types of prayer. And this study really will deepen your personal prayer life. It will draw you closer to really the one that desires a relationship with us. And if you're looking for your next study for your women's group um, or for yourself, I highly recommend this one. Number four, Radical Joy, Christ's Call to Purposeful, Joy-Filled Motherhood. This was written by a good friend of mine, which was really fun. I I was um, sort of, we talked a few times throughout the process, and so um, this was just really awesome to see um, really her, her desire for this message to come to fruition. But motherhood is one of our biggest callings. It is a big part of the purpose of God's kingdom, right? Like we're raising up, we're discipling, we're um, preparing our children for the work that they're going to do, right? We are giving them their beginnings. And so we often get overwhelmed because it's a big job. We get discouraged. Sometimes we get distracted. We live with shame and guilt because we make mistakes and we maybe compare ourselves to the mom next to us or down the street or on Instagram. And so this read is for any mom that's struggling to find joy in the mundane, in the hard, in the exhaustion, the loneliness, the business, whatever season in your motherhood journey, there is joy to be found. And Kayla, my good friend, so wonderfully points us to the good portion, living in an abundance of joy that is only found in our creator. So I recommend going to pick up this book if you are a mama. Number five, in his image, 10 ways that God calls us to reflect his character. Now, I personally enjoyed Jen Wilkin. She was in the Bible study that I mentioned before. And so she is actually the author of this book. And she paints a vivid picture of the attributes of God and how they affect us and how we can exemplify those qualities and become more like Jesus in our own lives. It is beautifully written. 
And if you've ever heard Jen Wilkins speak, you know she has an easy to listen to voice. And so the audio version is a great choice for this book, um, but I highly recommend this one as well. Number six, Misled, Seven Lies That Distort the Gospel. This is written by YouTuber Alan Parr over at his channel, The Beat. Um, he takes us through much of his own personal journey of really sifting through false teachings and some of those secondary issues and maybe even some of the bigger issues are are often overemphasized or maybe misinterpreted by uh, many denominations. And so if you're in this process of sort of like disentangling your faith from, you know, maybe some messy stuff or some stuff, you know, just wasn't like I that didn't feel like truth. And that seemed just really kind of mixed up. And I don't really believe that. And I, I really, if you're seeking answers to some of those things that were confusing to you, then this is a great place to start. Number seven, live your truth and other lies, exposing popular deceptions that make us anxious, exhausted, and self-obsessed. Again, with the titles, <laughs> come on, authors, publishers, whoever's fault it is. These are the longest titles known to man. But Elisa Childers, she is... Um, a podcaster. She was a Christian uh, artist. And so she had her own faith crisis, kind of like what I was talking about with Alan Parr in the previous book. Um, and so she went in pursuit of truth and she discovered, you know, there was also this major shift taking place among, among Christians and even churches, you know, from historical Christianity to a more progressive Christianity. Um, and so I'm sure many of us know people you know, who claim that they are Christians, but have also adopted many of the world's sort of stances or standards on really controversial topics. And they're essentially being deceived by the false messages they have taken on as truth. And so this book points out many of those messages, and it is a relevant read for today's culture and climate. Truth is no longer objective. At least that's what the world is trying to say. Number eight, 40 days of decrease a different kind of hunger, a different kind of fast. I had never observed Lent. It's it's not part of a denomination that I'm a part of. Um, but when a friend mentioned this book, I thought, why not? You know, great time to, you know, uh, as with every major holiday, holiday um, you know, we as Americans tend to focus on the fun, the cutesy stuff, you know, the bunny and the Santa, you name it. And frankly, it can be quite the distraction. And so I thought, why not, you know, take, this can give me some, um, you know, a way to intentionally focus and prepare my heart, you know, for the true meaning of, of you know, this holiday. And so um, it was a fantastic devotion. And what surprised me is that not only did it offer a time of reflection and, you know, um, you know, like a call to give up things, right? So that we're not distracted, or maybe these things have sort of become too important to us in our life. We need to just like kind of get it under control. And so an example most people would probably give up for, for Lent would be like social media or television or something else like that. But this book called us um, to let go and embrace all that God has done and like the gift that he gave us when he gave us life. And to call, and, it, and it was really a call to fast from not just things that were distracting or hindering us, but from attitudes, you know, and from bad habits that aren't helpful, that cloud our hearts. And so I will likely read this again uh, this year in preparation for Resurrection Sunday. And I think it was a great, uh, a great devotion for each day. And it's fun if you do it with a friend. Uh, you guys can chat about it like I did. Number nine, 
Worst case scenario, finding overwhelming rescue in the promise of God. Michelle, the author of this book, is a new-to-me friend. Um, I found her book through our close mutual friend. It is a memoir of her life as a wife and mom of many children, some biological and some adopted. And this book walks you through her and her husband's decision to sell everything and leave all that they had known to answer the call to missions work in Africa. And then through the aftermath of the unthinkable that happened. And I won't spoil it for you, but Michelle is a huge inspiration to me in, you know, that we aren't guaranteed outcomes, but wherever the Lord leads us, he will be there. You know, he is faithful and our job is to walk in obedience. So go pick up her book. You won't be be able to put it down. You won't be disappointed. Number 10, in the hands of a fiercely tender God, 31 days of hope, honesty, and encouragement for the sufferer. This devotion was recommended to me by the same friend that has recommended a few others on this list, um, you know, my book review, but she, you know, she kind of knows what I like. So (laughs) we share books back and forth, but um, I was having a difficult time when it came to my daughter's health and her care. And I was exhausted and beat down trying to advocate for her. And she was really struggling and just watching that was tearing me up. And so, and then as you know, more things were surfacing and my son also has a few kind of scary health things going on. And when you have something that's chronic or even terminal, like the author herself who is writing this book is writing from a place of, you know, dealing with terminal cancer and it can be so disheartening. It can, it can be lonely. It can be scary. You might not feel like there's much hope. And so, um, her and I went through this de- beautiful devotion together and it spoke such life and encouragement into me. It gave me hope. It pointed me to the one who has us in his hands, you know, and she also included scripture and practical ways of dealing with the heaviness of it all. And I actually have it on my list to reread it again this year. That's how impactful it was. But there it is, folks, my top 10, uh, you know, relevant books for this podcast that I read in 2023. Um, it's all I've got for you today. But if this is helpful, I might do one mid-year because I love reading and I have some really good books on my list already for 2024. Um, but if you have a must-read book, please pass it on to me. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something helpful or encouraging from today's podcast. If so, would you please leave a review or share it with a friend or two? This calling placed on us women is sacred, but it can be both messy and beautiful. We have got to keep contending and we aren't meant to do it alone. I'll see you back here next time.